0: because we all know your wife and yeah so I don't know the and the people are does. listening and she's so, been on the podcast and she's so, done
1: I, the I, podcast she's been me I'm so confused by myself right now I failed some <laughs> kind of role you, you anyway. failed yourself here yeah <laughs> you failed yourself
2: <laughs> Hello everybody welcome to Set Sock my name is Kendrick I'm Peter Vinkman.
1: I'm Joe.
0: Peter Bankman, what do you have to say for yourself? Yeah. Um I I am a TikTok fiend and first of all, how dare you? <laughs> and I uh my my roommate Dennis and I have started this um this belief system, if you will, around the quotes and dialogue of Arnold Schwarzenegger and how they can help you live your life in a better way. And okay. Whenever we do lots of drugs, we like to listen to <laughs> dumb Arnold Schwarzenegger quote videos and um, there is a scene from a movie called Red Heat where he is a <laughs> Russian cop who's working with Jim Belushi or one of the Belushi brothers. Um, and he's like trying to find blah, blah, blah. And he, he he like, this, this gangster comes up to him and tries to rob him when he's in the car. And so he just punches him in the face and he, like, shakes his head and he's like, hooligani. And for the longest time, we couldn't figure out what the hell that meant. So one night, I, like, dived into the internet and figured out, like, he's saying... Hooligan in Russian. So like hooligani, but we couldn't figure it out for so long. We came up with a bunch of different like hooligani. So we just started the mm-hmm. Church of Hooligani, and as one does. And recently, uh, the church has found uh, another uh, plethora of sacred texts because there is a TikToker who deep fakes Arnold Schwarzenegger onto various movie scenes, and as one ooh, does, and it is delightful. Like we watched one the other day from like. Tropic Thunder. We watched one from uh *Sounds of Music*. Like it's just all this eclectic shit that Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing now, and it is just so delightful. If you if you want to be happy for like ten minutes of your life, just type in like "Top Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes" and just go listen to this guy act because it is it's just a treat. To it's senses. magical.
2: The actual Arnold Schwarzenegger?
0: Yeah, Arnold. He's a strange man. Yes. He is, and actually some of the quotes in some of the videos you see are him being himself and it's just it's just nuts. Like when he talks about weightlifting, some of yeah, the shit he like, says is like it's like it's like having sex. It's like coming with a woman and you're like, What what? Like what what are, <laughs> what you, are you doing that I'm not about? doing? I'm doing a different thing in the gym than you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> And you're like, I think <laughs> Yeah. So uh, anyway, if you if you need a pick me up, just go listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger talk for a while in his movies. Hell yeah. Arnold Braunschweiger. Uh, that's not really what I was gonna talk about, but I just felt the need to like uh talk about my. You religion, just felt the need, the need for Schwarzenegger, the needs for Schwarzenegger,
1: Schwarzenegger. God, so all I can think this... of now is the 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 soundboard and listening to all the prank calls where they use the soundboard. Oh yeah, soundboard. way <laughs> yep, back I, in the day. The...
0: That's probably what got me started on my Arnold Schwarzenegger like does like love and seeing Last Action Hero and Terminator and stuff like when I was a kid. But those that soundboard, cool. I just like fucking love that soundboard.
2: <laughs> you
0: got to send me the link because I don't know if I can find it. Anywhere. Oh, it, it for the one I used to use was like on E-Bombs World. Yeah, That's like, like yeah crank they, anchors. They had thing. Thing, like
1: yeah, it's like on albino black sheep. I bet those Back are still those up. Days. Probably. Hello there. How are you?
0: Speaking of eccentric actors, um, there's a shitload of movies coming out this summer in the last two months and going forward. So if you wanna, if you've been not seeing movies lately, now is a great time to go see them. You have John Wick, you have the new Mario movie, they're like the D and D movie, and recently today actually, the Renfield came out, which is a movie with uh, Nicholas Hoult and Nick, Nick Cage. Yeah. And Nick Cage is playing Dracula. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah Nick, play, Nick Cage plays Dracula is one of those sentences where you're like, "Okay." And right if, if you're, I won't talk too much about it because Kendrick said he wanted to see it, but um, I also wouldn't suffice it, it to but say, I'm excited that, to like, hear
1: what you have to say.
0: Suffice it to say, like it almost feels like a natural extension of a more mature Nick Cage doing like a follow-up movie, not like a sequel, but like a second vampire movie after Vampire Kiss, because like he got he he got better. Uh, I don't think you'll think he's better, but I thought he was better. <laughs> he's he he goes out of his way to make fun of himself being Nick Cage in this movie, but not in the meta way that he does in the unbearable way of massive talent. Like, like he does a lot of his like Nick Kay- famous Nick Cageisms as Dracula, and it is so fucking funny. Like seeing him be this like serious Dracula character who's also not serious in all, but still a fucking mega threat. And the movie is violent, so like. Yeah, yeah. It's rated R for a reason because like there is a lot of violence in that movie. Rated so. R for a reason. Yeah, for <laughs> violence. But yeah, it's really good. Um it's really funny too. Like very, very funny. So nice. um, well, if you're in the mood for like a really good rated R movie with Nicolas Cage, check it out.
2: It's also got it? um
0: Wow, well, this is cute. Sorry, Joe, it's got the guy oh, no who plays Son- who does Sonic's voice. Aquafina? No, that's Aquafina. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't Aqu- shorts. Ben Schwartz. Yeah, Ben yeah. Schwartz is in it as like the the shitty antagonist and he's delightful as well. <laughs> Wonderful. I
2: just I just saw him on um, uh, yeah, mythical um, kitchen. Last oh, last nice. meals. Yeah, Last Meals with Josh. Nice. I like that a lot. I, I like
0: that show a lot. From
2: I like it a lot too.
1: From some of the stuff that I saw about Renfield, I've been seeing like clips and stuff. And it looks like they actually have a bunch of scenes that they did that almost almost oh, I, yeah. not perfectly they, but they almost look exactly like the the Bram Stoker Dracula
0: film. They deep faked them into that a lot. Like they basically oh. like put them into the old movie at the very beginning as like to show the history up till now.
1: Oh, that's so cool. I love that.
0: That's
2: fantastically terrible and tacky and I love it.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
2: I need mm-hmm. to check that out so Kate and I we're currently looking at watching uh
0: let's see Renfield uh I want to watch Mario Brothers she doesn't too. care as much oh man I'll oh, go with who me. was the other one uh I, let me say this and I won't talk about it anymore but Mario Bros like all of the voice acting is significantly better than you think it's going to be like I was very yeah people were really butthurt about it but I think that all of them did a great job including Chris Pratt which I'm eating my own words here like, cause of... yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, but I also need to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not out yet. But and, it's good. Well, I know it's, it's coming, coming out soon though.
0: Yeah, like May fifth. Right.
2: Yeah, so that's coming up, but it'll be gone before you know it. And then D and D. I need
0: to see D&D. Uh, D and want to watch the D and D movie again. It was it was so fun for me. It but looks like fun. It's...
1: I've heard only good things about it so far. It just like people are just like every review that comes up on YouTube about the D and D movie. is like it's good? Question mark. We didn't expect it to be, but it really is. I
0: I was prepared to vomit, but I never did. Yeah, <laughs> you you'd have to really fuck up to make another big budget like D and D movie and not make it good. Like you if you don't know the history of d d movies like oh my god you have to be like some kind of ignorant i don't understand there's just so much that happened i love the sci-fi ones by the way like you, i will die die on the hill saying that those are like it goes like those are some of my favorite d d movies <laughs> like there's not a lot but they did a good job they did a lot I... of the same stuff that this one did where they like incorporated a lot of stuff that you recognize from d d
1: nice i i've heard tell from uh, descriptions from other people and i i still when i see it i, I i'm hoping to get the same experience where you can kind of tell where like this looks like a dnd game and you can kind of tell if you've had, had like a lot of D experience you'd be like okay this is where like the dm's trying to just fuck them for doing something really stupid or just like ah they here's where like a role got Fucked up real bad oh, or yeah. something. I don't know. It's like I, I've, I've heard that. If
0: you guys both want to see it, I won't spoil the scenes that that happens in. But they do mm. it. Oh, they do it like three or four times too, because you're like, this is exactly how a failed party would do. <laughs> like, Wonderful. this is like a this is like a bad roll night session, <laughs> right?
1: Well, that that on that same vein, it's like that's the the Vox Machina series, um, on on Prime. They actually did some little callbacks. Like that to the uh, to like the actual games because like they're these big time powerful magic users and heroes and they you know fight fucking dragons and vampires and shit they get stalled by doors everywhere just everywhere (laughs) go because that constantly happened throughout the campaign of just like we have spent more time fighting this door than we have most of the bosses that we've played up at this point. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a fun call. Aren't
0: they doing a Mighty Nine series too? Man? Yes, yes. Cool. That's are. my. I, I followed a lot more Mighty Nine than I did uh, the other stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been getting more into the Exandria series because uh, I yeah, watched the. You're categories. an Exandria series. Oh my god!
0: With that, with with like, what is it? Twenty table something dimension. Oh, dimension twenty. 20? Yeah. As I do with any let's play D and D, where it's like. This is taking so long for anything to happen. Like, their character introductions in the first episode take up an hour and a half, which is, like, great for, like, people playing D&D, but, like, it's not great cinema,
1: if you will, your quote. They get much better about that in later seasons. That, real, that first season, I absolutely agree. That does take a fucking long time. Like, that whole episode is basically character introduction. They mm-hmm. get a lot better with that as the series progresses. Okay, like good to know. more seasons so I'd say give it a shot there's some that I would recommend over others but well, what still, do you
0: recommend to our, our your listener
1: for dimension 20 um, coffin run is a fucking great one that's hilarious uh, and escape the blood keep is a really fun like short one because um, that one is uh, escape the blood keep is a literal parody of the of lord of the rings but as all the bad guys. Oh, interesting. Uh, So, like, yeah, Matt Mercer plays a... uh, Totally not a Nazgul. Like, the (laughs) king of the Vindrazi or whatever. They're, like, other names. And instead of a giant flaming eye, it's a giant flaming mouth. (laughs) Um, Good. And, and yeah, they play as... I was worried it was
2: going to be something else.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, they... (laughs) They play as all of these, like, the generals and, like, leaders of not Sauron's army. And... They start the campaign as like the the crown, the secret crown has been thrown into the fucking lava <laughs> and everything is falling apart from there. It's really fucking good. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'd recommend those two specifically. Um, it may be Mice and Murder because that, that was a... Um, yeah, that's also just kind of a neat, a neat little offshoot. Less combat heavy. I think that one was a really good one for like... Uh, there's like two combat scenes that actually happen in the entire series. The rest of it is using like D and D rules as like murder investigation and doing like gumshoe style stuff. Because that one's like a, a, a on, on like basically furry Sherlock Holmes is or like more Redwall Sherlock Holmes. Honestly, um, they're all like animal characters doing Basil of Baker Street, basically. Uh, it's interesting. It, yeah, I I recommend those, and they're not super long. I'd say like getting into critical role has been difficult. I've been watching a lot of like summation videos because every single episode is like four hours long of like watching them play live, and that started fucking years ago. So, <laughs> like watching it from the beginning is just like I started trying to. It's not on the table. I just can't there's not enough time in my life <laughs> but uh with dimension 20 like I've gone back and watched multiple seasons over like a, a couple of times each episode is like maybe an hour and a half long sometimes up to like 2 hours like i don't know they're they're uh, they I feel like they they pace them pretty there's a little bit of formula to it like um there's like For most of the standard seasons, like Fantasy High and stuff, there's, like, roleplay episode and then a combat episode. And, like, with the roleplay, it's just them kind of around the table. And then with combat, they bring out, like, all the miniatures and, like, the set. And they have a fantastic art team that builds all of their sets and miniatures. And it's fucking fantastic to watch some of the stuff that they come up with.
0: Yeah, the corn Cuties fight is really good relative <laughs> to that. Um, that's like in the first two, two episodes. But yeah. So, I mean, there's like a lot of D&D on, so, on social media stuff right now, or like TikTok and YouTube. And I've like seen a lot of like the ones now. I, mean, I don't know what I'm leading to with this, but basically, well, I know what I'm leading to, but I don't know how I'm getting there. There is certain DMs still that are like the kind of asshole DMs that don't want their players to do stuff. And it still pisses me off to this day. And
1: cool. I'm gonna
0: point one out because it's really frustrating to me because I keep seeing this TikTok over and over again of uh, Gus Sorla, Soria Soria, and he's the he's one of, like the Rooster Teeth people, and he runs a mm-hmm. uh, podcast I think known it's called like Drunk Tank or I don't know if what it's called but he has like a D&D like podcast thing that they do, and one of his characters wanted to shoot like a sack of explosive ooze with an arrow. And he's like, you can't do that. The arrow won't fly correctly. You'll never get it. And the dude, he made the, like, he didn't make him, but the guy's like, I know what I can do this as my person here. Like I'm pretty sure my character can do it. So like he went in and like, did it in person, put a thing of ooze on the front of this arrow and shot it at this dummy without having any, like what seems like no arrow acumen or bone arrow acumen. And the guy's like, okay, disadvantage. And I'm like, do you not want people to have fun? Is that what you're doing? Because it's really annoying me. (laughs) I think that's the thing about
2: DMs that sometimes pisses me off. Because it's like, what do you think your role here is? And I think that's part of the problem of, like, self-selection of who becomes a DM. Because sometimes I think it's people who are, like, way too controlling. And they need, like, a place in their life that they have control because they're sad everywhere else or something. Like, I don't think any of our friends are this way, but, like... I hear those stories, and it's like, do you just not have any agency in your life? And this is the only place
0: you have power over people, so you got to lord it over them. <laughs> and it's I, such I, a stereotype too. Like,
1: like yeah, go ahead, go.
0: No, that's it. It's just a so, stereotype. Like, you're yeah. living. Well, you're living a stereotype. And, and right, I mean, right.
2: we've all we've all DM'd games, right? All yeah. of us, and Could we all have, have enough control over our lives that we don't feel the need to to ruin other people's lives. And I remember, I mean, the, the main one I've done was that. I have to, i'll talk about it forever it was a very interesting experience for me was that serenity game right yeah i wrote for hours i wrote episodes of material i wrote a whole story arc for all the people i wrote all these things and and we did like a third of it maybe Right. Yeah. Like, people <laughs> kept doing stuff i was like well i guess we're not gonna it's, meet that guy because no, you just true. killed him yeah. <laughs> um and, like yeah yeah like, cool. and, and like whatever i'm not mad it's like well we'll find a new story guys that's, let's that's figure it out let's go
1: yeah that's actually something gary and i were discussing because i'm running a, a camp and D 5e campaign with him and emily and my wife and it's like my wife my wife <laughs> Uh, and we're like whenever you say that yeah, it sounded weird to me too i don't know why it came out that way
0: <laughs> but because the, we all know your wife and yeah so i don't know the and the people does. are listening and she's Joe, been on the podcast and she's so done
1: I, the I, podcast she's been me i'm so confused by myself right now i failed some <laughs> kind of role <laughs> you anyway. failed yourself here yeah you failed yourself <laughs> but like we were anyway. talking about like yeah it's like if if that's the kind of dm you want to be it's like fucking don't bother bringing people over set up your little characters on your character sheets and play by yourself and write your your fucking screenplay because that's what you're trying to do well and
2: it it always makes me think more of like the dm to me is less of the the gatekeeper and more of the ringleader that's always been my
0: perspective where you're like all right fuckos let's see where this goes (laughs) i understand the perspective though of needing to have some types of rules in place to make the game function like an actual game but like there there's like you don't have to be that strict with it like the rules are there to help guide choices and decisions and have some boundaries because otherwise everyone's just going to like use the ninth level spell wish all the time to solve all their problems like right 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 right. exactly right you have to
2: have some kind of challenge and
0: intrigue and you have to make some things you can't just do everything
2: but like yeah but you're there for like
0: those to make the players feel shitty all the time like right right. and
2: so i guess at the end of the day my question is what's the point of D D? And I don't, I mean, that it, it came out aggressive,
1: but like, really, what's yeah, the Jesus point? Jesus
0: Christ, sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> like, but what is the point of D&D?
1: Are you asking rhetorically, or do you want to an answer? No, I mean, like, seriously. who you're
0: talking to. Some of the people what, I know What's just the point of playing the game? They just min, they love it because they can min-max rules. Like, that's what they like. Because so, cool.
2: they they want to, they want to find all, so, okay, they say min, we say min-max, uh, but like, what they really want to do is they feel smart and they feel powerful because they can go in and they can find all these eccentricities and idiosyncrasies in the rule systems and they they like to solve what to these what they see as a puzzle right where they can go in and find all these little things and these moving parts and these are the same people who like to build really specific magic decks or pokemon decks or whatever right where it's like oh i figured out because of this axiomatic construct i can do this and this and this and this and that's how they have fun even right? more to the point though these
0: are the same people that have been doing this in sports and other games in like, card their games entire lives like it's... they're not even talking about like card games or nerd stuff like look at basketball <clears throat> like the yep. last 3 minutes of basketball is people fouling each other to try to get shots and rebounds so they can go score because the free throws yeah, are worth less than the points and all this you've shit you've got to, like, exactly. Uh, it exactly you're gaming you're, the system exactly boring. you're trying to find the most efficient way to be, to gain victory but then my always counter argument is like what is victory then like
2: and that, that, so in a ba- boom, boom. in basketball you're getting paid millions of dollars to do it so that yeah. makes sense yeah, but sure. this is this is an afternoon with some beers and your friends right and to me to some people yeah. <laughs> rather than rather than socratically leading the question i'll just tell you the most valuable part of gaming sessions to me is collaborative storytelling yes and building fun memories yeah and just kind of doing cool shit like right like think about the games that have been the most fun for us and it's it's heroics and events right Do you remember yeah. when we were playing that 40k game and i yeah i was joe we we went into the cave and that we we (laughs) fucked it up real bad and joe got shot in the spine (laughs) or something yeah and so i was dragging him out as he was spraying and praying and missing everything and And i'm
0: dragging Got shot and their grenades blew up on their belt Well, no, Kendrick
1: was an Adeptus Mechanicus character. His blood was oil, and he got. So I was on fire. fire. (laughs) And then
2: after I dragged him to the truck, I was on fire in the bed of the truck, and people kept trying to take turns to put me out, but they kept failing because they had to do it at a disadvantage because I was made of oil. And so everyone's, like, frantically trying to put me out, and I'm just burning to death, screaming <laughs> in the bed we were, of this truck.
1: While we were killing Whoa. people in the truck, which was the most effective weapon we had in the entire yeah, game. it was a pickup
2: truck. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so these are the fun stories that we're building, and that's the part for me, that's the value, is you're building the right. stories. And you wouldn't have that story if it was, oh, I pulled out my level 5 plasma chainsword, and it just killed everybody, we're done. I still right. remember and you also wouldn't seven. have that we did it but too. you also wouldn't have that if you said oh uh i want to do something crazy and the dm was like no you
0: can't do that i don't like that yeah right like yeah. here's the whole reason here's i, I really went. like hold on i'm just, so this really quick yeah, 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 really yeah. Quick. the first time we ever played D&D was in college with uh one of our dms he was a college friend of ours named tristan he was one of the dms that has a little bit more of a hard a harder rule mind but he also likes to play like like high faint or low fantasy the one with a little, little bits of magic so more, yeah, more low fantasy 40k yeah. And the first time we ever played with him, he had this whole story arc where the vampire was a bad guy. And we, because he let us do cool stuff and interesting things, we burned the vampire's coffin up in the first like four sessions and killed the the boss. Like, and it was so cool to be like, oh, dude, we did that. Like, he wasn't expecting it. We did it, and it was fun. And, like, that was cool, but also, like, it left us kind of in a spot where he didn't have anything to do. And I was like, oh, that sucks. But, like, it was really cool to be able to, like, end that, like, threat so in such a cool way with just, like, ignorance and brute force.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, so... That...
2: That's the fun part, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, that's where I think being a DM, you've got to be... Like, like Joe said, you, you're not writing your novel here. You're writing a collaborative storytelling session. And right. if there's a part you really need to make happen you've got to be flexible, Sure. right? Like the number of times where it's like, oh, uh, what was it? Uh, like the, the example people always say, oh, you've got to go talk to this evil count in town. He's the bad guy, and he contains the next part of the story quest. And then the, the murder hobos are like, what if we just burn his house down and lock the door so he dies? Then <laughs> it's right. like, all right, well, you do that. Okay, well, the bad DM says, well, I don't know what to do now. You killed the only guy who had the story point. The good DM says, Ah, little did you know he was nothing but a pawn for the Baron, who is in the next town over. Or he had an and underground
0: just, escape hatch, or like even simple. Yeah, shit you just right. copy paste
2: the same thing and put it on another character or another context. Yeah, you just roll with it, <laughs> man. Roll with the punches.
1: So, so here's it's, what I it's wanted. Not that hard. Final right, thoughts. Here, well, yeah. So here's what I wanted to say in in response to that was min maxing is only it, it's not as big as a problem as it gets made out to be because it really is just like min maxing is just looking at the mechanics of the characters and trying to figure out okay I want to do this fucking cool thing I want a character who can do a shit ton of fucking damage and I want to be able to do this without getting just like annihilated I don't want to be a glass cannon or whatever it is you want to do you come up with a character idea that you want to execute and do it really cool it's just exercising the mechanics a good DM in my opinion won't like, well, it's like, yeah, okay, maybe the guy fucking throws together some crazy, me- mechanically sound, rules-wise combination that he double crits and fucking nukes your big bad, okay? You better be able to fucking roll with that. And I able did able to be yeah, like, not okay, gaming
0: star Wars. In yeah. There, so I must be a bad DM. Like, no, it's, it's you were it's, bad. You it's that. Dead. It's just you're like, better now.
1: yeah, but it's like, okay. And that happens to us where we get blind. Every single one of us has been blindsided by that. We're like, Oh shit. The, the main thing that I had set up that was supposed to take an hour took 15 minutes. Now. Okay. Let's figure out where else to go. I'm of the mindset when I do creative writing exercises and like when I do like short story stuff or anything, I, I'm in that mindset with a lot of other writers that I've talked to who are like, you don't. Sometimes you don't really write it. It feels like you're kind of finding out what's happening, and you're uncovering it. And I think that's a better metaphor for what D and D does: is you start discovering this story as it goes. Yeah, you've created as a DM some plot points and some intrigue. I find the best, most effective way for the way I've played, the most successful games I've had, was setting those up as skeletons of, these are plot points that I want to chase down, here's some things that I've wanted to do, and some interesting monsters that I want to be able, them to fight to do this kind of shit, and then whatever else they want to do, we'll figure it out together. You know,
0: like I strongly disagree, but that'll have to be for yeah? next time. Oh. Yeah, we've got a lot
2: to talk about. We'll have to do this again, guys. We'll do this uh, again.
1: We'll do this again. Has Kevin, Kevin DM'd
2: know. anyone yet? We, let's get Kevin to DM a quick game one week and then we'll get him to jump <laughs> let's
1: in. Let's teach you a system.
2: <laughs> Otherwise, we're way over time, so yeah. thank okay. you, Kyle, for trying to keep us on track. Like, Sorry, comment, guys. and subscribe. Fuck you, Joe, for taking us over time. I and, wanted to uh, talk
1: and I didn't get to.
2: <laughs> I you know you're making up for the episodes that you were gone for. Yeah, so, we'll uh, just cut we all
0: of our stuff out and then it'll be a Joe's. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.
2: Bye.